Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. One of the most popular guests we have because everybody else has managed to cancel him or run from him. Alex Berenson can read his Substack latest news, details, all of his analysis. Also has a book coming out soon called uh, Pandemonia, something like that. I'll ask him exactly what it's called, but... You should go sign up for that as well. Uh, Many different angles to hit him with, but I want to start. We teased this as we finished off Hour 2. Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director, I don't know if you've heard this clip yet, Alex, but she just tweeted this out in the last hour. I want you to listen, and then I'll let you begin your, uh, your hit with us reacting to CDC director Rochelle Walensky. Here she is talking about the, uh, the importance of masks. The evidence is clear. Masks can help prevent the spread of COVID-19 by reducing your chance of infection by more than 80%. Whether it's an infection from the flu, from the coronavirus, or even just the common cold. In combination with other steps like getting your vaccination, hand washing, and keeping physical distance, wearing your mask is an important step you can take to keep us all healthy. I mean, this is just a lie, but I imagine your blood is boiling when you hear this. This is not something that was said in April of last year. This is something that the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, just put out on social media in the last hour. Your reaction to Alex Berenson? I mean, my blood is not even boiling, Clay, because it's not not a lie. It's a joke. Okay, it's a joke. 80%? Like, where on earth did she get that number? She just made it up. It, yeah, it, 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 there's not a there's not a bit of evidence that masks reduce. You know, we're talking about normal, even N95s, by the way. But there's not a bit of evidence that the cloth or surgical masks reduce your rate of getting COVID at all, basically. And the idea, you know, the idea for a while was, well, maybe they'll keep you from, you know, giving it to other people. The evidence for that is quite weak too. But 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 this, that's just it's nonsense. Okay, it's abs- it's an absolute lie. And here's the thing. We've all been alive the last 18 months, right? We've all seen, we've all worn masks. Everybody, even in the red states, 
basically wore masks. We all did our part. We wore our masks last fall. It made no difference. COVID doesn't care whether you're wearing a mask. And there's a good biological reason for that, which is that it's too small for the mask to have any impact on. This is not, this is not magic, okay? If, if we were all walking around in, you know, hazmat suits with our own purifiers and oxygen supplies, we wouldn't pass COVID to each other. But we're not. I mean, we still, you know, there still might be a tiny bit of contamination here and there, even in super secure labs that happens sometimes. But we probably wouldn't. But we're not. We're wearing basically bandanas on our faces. Okay, and even the even the better surgical masks are not really much more than that. And I don't I mean, does she think that anybody believes this? The, The conclusion that I've come to over the last year and especially the last few months about masks is that masks are purely a symbol for these people. They think it keeps people scared. It is a lot, and, and I saw this. You know, I was on the I was on the, the the train yesterday in New York. You know, in New York City, when people are wearing masks, it signals danger in general. When people are not wearing masks, it signals normality. And for whatever reason, these people want us to stay frightened, and they and they and they will do almost anything for that. Alex, I want to ask. I mean, I'm I'm seeing this as because Clay sent this to me. He knew that I, I, my my head explodes. I've hated masks from the beginning. I never have accepted or believed the Fauci explanation that he lied to us for our own good because of supply. No, I'm sorry. That's one. It's unethical to do that, even if you think that's what you're doing. I also think that that was the after the fact justification of it. But it seems to me that you got two things happening right now. Uh, you have oh, masks are great right before we're about to go into winter time when blue states. Uh, Clay just gave me the stats in the in the break here. Vermont, highest caseload ever right now. Yep. You, you got blue states that are starting to see New York, higher caseload where I am right now than at exactly this time last year. So they're saying, oh, masks are so great because they know people aren't as mask, you know, you know, enthusiastic as they had been. And also the boosters are rolling out. It seems to me that if we hit a big surge, they're just going to say we didn't mask up hard enough and you didn't get your boosters fast enough. And they're going to pretend they were right about everything else. What am I missing? No, I think I think you're right. It's not. And by the way, I think that they are aware that like nobody or that a lot of people are not listening to them anymore. This is an excuse, okay? Because the vaccines now, uh, you know, it has been six months for uh, for a lot of people who got them. You know, the peak time was was March, April. Now we're in November. That's six months plus. So so booster efficacy is falling towards zero for infection and transmission. We're heading into the winter, and it looks like the, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, sort of primary vaccines, first and second dose. It looks like a lot of people don't want boosters. The LA Times actually had a story today about how in California, you know, there's 40 million people. There there are very few. There's a couple hundred thousand boosters a day going out. People people. Under 65 certainly feel, aside from, you know, the few Karens and Neils out there who are terrified of this thing still unreasonably after 18 months, most people feel, I got my shots, I did my part for this, I'm not getting a booster. That, that's, that's pretty clearly, uh, you know, uh, out there. And even older people, I think some of them have questions now, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to get another shot? And so they know people are not getting boosters. And if people are not getting boosters, that means there's no chance that we that we will avoid a surge in the blue states. Everywhere from California, all the places that had a surge last fall and into the winter are going to have a surge. And so, yes, they are trying to look for a reason not to be blamed for this. When the reason is everything they've promised has been wrong. It's either been a lie or wrong or both. And they can't run away from it anymore. Alex Berenson with us. Alex, the data in Europe is scary for people out there who are going to say, oh, the vaccines are going to cure the pandemic. European countries, 
overwhelmingly, many of them very well vaccinated and cases are surging as guess what happens? It gets to be cold and flu season there. COVID cases are skyrocketing. Is there any reason to believe that Europe is not prologue for America in the winter now as well? No, absolutely not. There's every reason to believe that is going to happen. And and you're absolutely right, whether it's Germany, the Netherlands, Denmark, all these northern European countries. And by the way, in, in Portugal, which has been held up by the vaxxers as, oh, they got it done. They, you know, they brought this general in and they got 90 percent of their adults vaccinated. Um, cases have just started to rise in the next in the last couple of days. Well, Portugal, obviously, is southern Europe. So they're a little bit behind northern Europe in terms of this. But, yes, it's going to happen there in Ireland. And, and you know, I mean, look, at this point, Clay and, and Brock, I don't even I, I don't even think it's a debate that the vaccines have failed. OK, they have failed. They have failed. They, there, there is some evidence that they can protect people who are at high risk from really serious um, outcomes. Not, not, I mean, a lot of those people are still dying, by the way. But, you know, just like the monoclonal antibodies do, because essentially that's all they do is they cause this sort of short-term spike in antibodies for your body. But, but is there anybody out there who still believes that these, that these protect people from being, infe- being infected or getting transmission? To me, we should be talking about a bigger question. And what I'm really focusing on the stack right now on Substack, which I do think, I do hope people at least go check out and you can sign up for free or you can pay. I actually don't care, but go to the, go to Substack.com and put my name in. But, but what I'm talking about on the stack now is A, side effects be like immediate side effects from you know a third dose and b what is happening long term to hospitals all over the world okay hospitals are filling up they're filling up in australia they're filling up in the uk they are filling up in parts of the u.s they are not filling up with covid patients this is not about covid patients overrunning hospitals something is wrong and we don't know what it is it, it could be that medical care has been delayed in the last year and you know people are now getting sick it could be that, you know, suddenly a lot of, you know, 30-year-olds who were inside are making up for lost time and, you know, driving too fast and drinking too much, and some of those people are, are dying. But it could also be that this mass biological experiment we've carried out over the last year with these mRNA vaccines and other vaccines is coming back to haunt us. And we don't know, and we'd better find out, and we'd certainly better find out before we start pushing a booster or pushing mandates or pushing vaccines on children. We need to figure out why the hospitals are filling up. We're speaking to Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia. Also, please go subscribe. Full disclosure, I'm a subscriber. Go subscribe to his sub stack and you could see the research and the work that he's doing day in and day out. And Alex, it seems to me that if we're really I mean, we're, we're basically at the paradigm that many of us thought we were going to all along here, which is this is going to be something like the flu. I had an epidemiologist friend actually reach out to me, text me recently and say, with animal reservoirs, rapid mutation and rapidly failing vaccines, the chance of getting this to a situation where it's in any way close to uh, measles, where we've kind of mostly eradicated it or even something like smallpox, where we've effectively entirely eradicated it is completely impossible. So we're at a point now where we're going to have a seasonal shot that only really works to prevent people who are already at high risk from possibly getting hospitalized or dying. That sounds a lot like our posture with regard to the flu and has been my whole life. Right. My parents used to get flu shots before the pandemic. But instead of moving in that direction, they're not trying to get five year olds to take the shot. I mean, Alex, in San Francisco, you're going to have to provide a birth certificate, I guess. So your four year old doesn't have to show the vax papers to go into a McDonald's. Yes, it's insane. It's insane. 
kids are at no risk from this, effectively no risk. You know, again, there's always going to be an exception. There was a story the other day in a, in a newspaper in Syracuse about a guy, uh, an 18-year-old who died, okay? And, they, and in paragraph 10, they acknowledge the truth. He weighed 400 pounds. He was 18 years old, morbidly obese, okay? If you are under really 40 and you are dying from COVID, you are likely somewhere between, you know, you're morbidly obese, you have other, you know, serious health problems. This, this, the idea that we are forcing younger people to get this and that we would force children to get it is insane. And the risks, even if the risks are low, it doesn't make, it, it makes very little sense to vaccinate children against this. Alex, we want to, can, can we bring you back in a second? Cause Aaron Rodgers is trending right now. Have you the seen NFL. the Aaron Rodgers comments yet, Alex? Uh, I haven't. I know he was. I know he's unvaccinated. He did this homeopathic thing, but I haven't seen his comments. Well, we we want to play for you the comments and have you uh, react to them in in real time. So, can you hold over with us for a second? Sure, sure, sure. We got Alex Berenson with us, folks. We'll come back with him in a second. Author of Pandemia. One sure way to cut monthly household expenses without sacrificing any of the quality of service: switch your cell phone to Pure Talk Cellular from AT and T, T Mobile, or Verizon. That alone will likely save you fifty or sixty bucks a month. If the whole family's on your plan, you're likely to save, get this, over $800 a year. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network, using the exact same towers. It's one of those big carriers you already know, but for a heck of a lot less money for you. Switching is so easy. You can keep your phone number and your phone. Get a new SIM card. I've done this before. Did it with my Pure Talk phone. Install it in your existing phone. You can do it in less than half an hour. It's time for a new phone. Pure, if it is time for a new phone, rather, for you, Pure Talk has a Black Friday sale this entire month with a new iPhone 12 for just $479. You keep your same phone number, get a new phone at a great price, and save money, Clay, each month. Save great cash every month in your cell phone bill. Yeah, it's an incredible offer from Pure Talk. You get unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network, and it's just $30 a month. My own 13-year-old, my eighth grader, has this exact phone plan. Bill in Tennessee signed up. He made the switch, and he said, great reception, great price, excellent service, 30-day risk-free guarantee for you, so you literally have nothing to lose. How do you sign up from your cell phone right now Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll get 50% off your first month and you'll be able to save on a new phone. That's pound 250. Say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus how could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. 
I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. We got our friend Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, and go subscribe to his Substack if you want some COVID truth rooted in numbers, data, reality. He's with us now. Alex, thanks for staying through. We just want to play for you. This is some of what Aaron Rodgers has said that's made him the number one trending topic on Twitter. Go for it. Had there been a follow-up to my statement that I've been immunized, I would have responded uh, with this. I would have said, look, um, I'm not, uh, you know, some sort of anti-vax flat earther. Um, I, I am somebody who's a critical thinker. Uh, you guys know me. I marched to the beat of my own drum. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body, not to have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed, you know, group of individuals who say you have to do something. Health is not a one size fits all for everybody. Alex, the people that want vax for COVID for five year olds are losing their minds over this. I mean, look, on the one hand, good for Aaron Rodgers for not getting vaccinated. He's at zero risk from COVID, right? I mean, he's a very healthy uh, professional athlete. Um, uh, on the other hand, you know, I think he should have told the truth uh, three months ago. I mean, he tried to sort of dance between the rainbows or uh, the raindrops, and he got caught. And uh, and now he, you know, he should he should own that. And he didn't. He's not really owning it. So he's making uh, he's going to make the va- the vaccine fanatics mad. And at the same time, he's not going to really be supported by people like me. Um, you know, I, I, I think Kyrie Irving is much more honest, right? Kyrie doesn't want to be vaccinated. And, and he's willing to sacrifice an enormous amount of money because it's what he believes. You know, Aaron Rodgers is the, is the MVP of the NFL. So the, did the NFL know he wasn't vaccinated? They certainly did. And did they allow him to pretend he was? They certainly did. So, you know, one set of rules for Aaron Rodgers, one set of rules for Kyrie Irving. But I, I, I agree with Aaron Rodgers. Why should he be vaccinated? It's, or, you know, if he wants to be, that's up to him. It's his choice. And we are seeing now we saw another professional athlete uh, uh, at the highest levels, a striker for Barcelona, which is, as you know, is one of the you know top uh, soccer clubs in Europe. 
um, was taken off the field a couple of days ago, and he's since had an uh, you know an undisclosed uh, cardiac procedure, and he's not going to be back for several months. And he was vaccinated. We know he was because he's out there telling kids uh, to get vaccinated. So so you know, if I were a professional athlete, and I you know I wouldn't go near this thing. Well, the, the it appears that the the sort of the heart and the myocarditis risks of this of the mRNA vaccines are especially, uh, you know, prominent in young men, especially in healthy young men. So why would you get vaccinated? So, you know, good for Aaron Rodgers for doing what he thinks is right. Boo to Aaron Rodgers for not telling the truth about it. It's interesting you mentioned Kyrie Irving, and obviously Kyrie Irving has been much criticized. That's not an NBA rule. It's worth mentioning. The reason why Kyrie Irving can't play is because of New York City vaccine mandates. Uh, the NBA itself did not mandate the vaccine for players, just like the NFL hasn't. Uh, but they have all these protocols in place. Okay, so Alex, I always like to ask you, I know trying to predict COVID has made fools of us all, but as we sit here in early November, where are we headed for the holiday season? We need you to be quick. We got like a minute here. Sure. I, mean, I think I've said this to you guys before. I think we're going up. Um, look, there was one, we haven't talked about this at all. There's one piece of very, very good news today. Pfizer announced that that, that a drug that they have, a therapeutic looks really good at, you know, at helping people with COVID if it's, if they're diagnosed within three days of showing symptoms. And, you know, and, and as a result, the vaccine maker stocks, uh, Moderna and BioNTech are getting crushed today. What the, the, what the stock market at least is saying is this is going to end and it's going to end with therapeutics and not vaccine, which is, which has historically been how we treat, you know, most respiratory diseases. So, I, you know, eventually we're going to get there. But the, the idea that we're, we're it's going to be a bad couple months, I think, because the vaccines are failing. No question about it. When do we know, by the way, Alex, real quick? I mean, how many of the people in hospital right now nationwide are fully vaccinated? Do we have that data yet? Have we, they no, compi- we have no we have no data. And in fact, the CDC is hiding data again. They, they, they used to disclose how many people who were fully vaccinated had died. They stopped updating that yesterday. They are hiding data. Yeah. Terrible. Until people get the boosters. Pandemia is the book, the substack for Alex Berenson's where you should go if you want daily updates. Alex, man, we always appreciate you. It's going to be a cold winter. We're going to be talking to you more. <laughs> Thanks, guys. The end of the year starts now with the upcoming holiday season, and it's a mad dash to the new year. While most people call it the holiday season, Tommy John wants you to know it's also softness season. You're going to push hard, but try to go easy on yourself. Start with a new pair of Tommy John men's underwear. When you start your day wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John men's underwear has breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. You'll feel the same level of comfort layering. There's luxuriously soft loungewear, shirts, pullovers, hoodies, right on top of each other. They're so comfortable and good-looking. I'm wearing them every day. I got T-shirts. I got hoodies. I got the pajama pants. I got all kinds of stuff. Tommy John doesn't have customers, folks. They have fanatics. Clay and I are two of them. Plus, it's all backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com buck. That's TommyJohn.com buck for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Buck. Get all of the hottest interviews and segments with the free Clay and Buck in a Hurry email newsletter. Delivered directly to your inbox, you'll receive Clay and Buck's take on all the stories that matter most. The Clay and Buck in a Hurry email. Sign up today for free at ClayandBuck.com. 
Welcome back in. A lot of you fired up about Alex Berenson, as you always are. Tremendous hit with him. He even gave us a little bit of positivity about therapeutics for COVID on his way out. Uh, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss any of that conversation. If maybe you got in your car partway through, uh, I hope all of you are having fantastic Fridays. Encourage you to uh, to make sure you give us five stars as well. We talked a lot about the number one story. I would say there are two biggest stories going on this week. One was the ass kicking that Republicans put on Democrats on Tuesday. The other biggest story, I would say, is the vaccine mandate that officially was unveiled by the Biden administration. Well, Winsome Sears was one of the biggest winners on Tuesday. She is the new lieutenant governor of the state of Virginia. She is a black woman, former Marine, and she has been savagely attacked by members of the left wing. And that continued last night when Michael Eric Dyson went on MSNBC on the Joy Reid show and said that while Winsome Sears was black, she's a black mouth moving who justifies and legitimates white supremacy. This was actually said on MSNBC last night. Listen. They want white supremacy by ventriloquist effect. There is a black mouth moving, but a white idea through the running on the runway of the tongue of a figure who justifies and legitimates uh, the white supremacist practices. We know that we can internalize in our own minds, in our own subconscious, in our own bodies, the very principles that are undoing us. So to have a black face uh, speaking in behalf of a white supremacist legacy is nothing new. So Michael Eric Dyson is a moron. Um, yes. I've known his work. I've I've seen and heard many, many times what he has to say about a range of subjects on television. And he is he's he's a nasty person and he's a stupid person. And that they would have this on their air at MSNBC just goes to what kind of a place that really is. And I would put this out there. You know, we obviously are going to try to get uh, Winsome Sears on the show soon to congratulate her. We're looking forward to talking to her. I'm telling you right now, Joy Reid, any MSNBC host would be too cowardly to yes. ever make. Now, I know that was Michael Eric Dyson, but Joy Reid's been saying similar things about how you know, Winsome Sears doesn't actually you know represent the black community and all these other things. They would be too cowardly to say that to her face. And I, I would even say they're too cowardly to have her have her on their shows because this is what these progressive arguments that they make, these arguments rooted in intersectionality, racial identity politics are intellectually flimsy. When the moment they actually have to defend defend these ideas, the moment whoever's trying to do it, they always end up losing if they have an adept enough opponent because these are bad, indefensible, self-contradictory ideas. Racist uh, racist ideas. ideas. Yes, racist ideas. Exactly. And so, you know, you just you see this and there's something just deeply pathetic. Anyone hears this, they say, what an ugly thing to say about a person that somehow there are people who will try to negate the blackness of other people based upon their politics. This is a constant game the left plays. What gives anyone the right to do that? How can it's anyone also, think that race is something we all have to confront, but race is somehow a changeable characteristic based upon one's party affiliation? It's madness. Not only that, Buck, what they are trying to sell us on is the idea. If you go back and listen to what Michael Eric Dyson said, he said white ideas. 
There are no white ideas, black ideas, Asian ideas, or Hispanic ideas. There are just ideas. And black, white, Asian, and Hispanic people can debate ideas, and the color of your skin should not dictate what ideas you are allowed to debate. That is fundamentally racism to put somebody into a categorization and say, you are white, you have to believe X, you are black, you have to believe Y. That is not how people think. That's not what Martin Luther King Jr. meant when he said, let's judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. We should not judge ideas based on whether they are espoused by a black, white, Asian, or Hispanic person. We should debate ideas based on their underlying legitimacy, pro or con. And that is, to me, that that segment that we played is the essence of what the Democratic Party has become because, Buck, they don't debate ideas anymore. They categorize people and attack them based on those categorizations. Your identity defines what you're allowed to believe in the Democratic Party right now. And there are black ideas, white ideas, Asian ideas, and Hispanic ideas to them, which we on this show fundamentally reject. And I think, by the way, the vast majority of black, white, Asian, and Hispanic people across the country also reject. I think we're seeing that they have an inability to even settle on what the argument is for the left right now, especially on CRT and on these racial identity politics issues. And I mean, there is certainly on the left, there is a strain of of anti-whiteness. I mean, they'll constantly talk no about white supremacy and white privilege. And you'll have white leftists that are saying this. But of course, they view it as by confronting it and enforcing this orthodoxy. They are not guilty. Only other people who disapprove of anti-white rhetoric, which is really what you're talking about here. That's really what they're saying when they're talking about white supremacy and white nationalism and uh, white privilege, all of these things. You're supposed to sit there in silence if you push back on it. The left says you're a bad person. In fact, if you push back on their anti-white racism, yeah. you are, in fact, racist. This becomes dizzying. It's all self-contradictory and absurd. Uh, it's it's a philosophy that does not hold up or make any sense the moment you actually apply reason and rationality to it. Uh, but here, for example, is uh, the White House Deputy Press Secretary claiming that it is Republicans who are lying about CRT. Republicans are lying. They're not being honest. They're not being truthful about where we stand. And they're and they're cynically trying to use our kids as a political football. They're talking about our kids when it's when it's election season, but they won't vote for, for them when it matters. You know, Republicans did not vote for the American Rescue Plan. The American Rescue Plan in that plan, it had funding to make sure that schools were open, to make sure that our kids got back to school and they didn't vote for that and so that is something that the republicans refused absolutely refused uh to vote for so we got to be honest here and they're not being honest they're being incredibly dishonest about, about what i mean it's just all blather it's just all it's yes. all noise coming out of this white house they can't even decide whether there is no critical race theory being taught in school in any capacity or there is a lot of it and it's amazing and everybody should learn this or that we're betraying parents by not by not telling them the truth or parents should sit down, shut up and not ask any questions because their arguments. What it really comes down to, Clay, is their arguments on this are indefensible. They that's actually right. can't defend them. That's why they have to constantly shift them. And, and that's and, why we have to hammer this home, have to push our advantage. They don't even shift the arguments now, Buck. They just attack you for questioning anything. Right. That, that's if you go and, and read our critics. 
And we appreciate everybody out there who loves us, but believe it or not, much to my mom's chagrin, there's lots of people who hate us, Buck. No. Most of the time, they don't actually attack our opinions. They come after us individually. Oh, they, they are racist. They're sexist. They're homophobic, right? That's not even, like, let's debate CRT. Well, as soon as you debate it, you're racist, right? That's the entire theme of the argument. It isn't predicated on the actual issue itself. It's about attacking the person who dares to question the legitimacy of the perspective. We're going to take some calls. We come back to close it out because it is open line Friday. So if you're on hold, we'll get to it. we got people that have a lot of things they want to get in the mix before the weekend. You work hard. You sacrifice to save money. You've built up a savings account. Protecting the value of that account is important, and purchasing gold as a part of your savings plan is one way to do that. Gold is as consistent and reliable as any precious metal and has proven to be among the most stable of investments. It's the alternative to the wild fluctuations of the housing market or cryptocurrency. I rely on the Oxford Gold Group. That's who I bought gold from. It's the company that made it very easy to take actual delivery of the gold delivered to my home. That's one amazing experience, by the way. I've had it myself. If you think buying real gold is complicated, it's not. My friends at the Oxford Gold Group will explain how. They'll make this easy and clear. At Oxford Gold, will have real gold delivered to your home, or you can have real gold as part of your IRA. All you have to do is make a phone call. <laughs> call them at 833-404-GOLD. Learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-G-O-L-D. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? 
Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Closing up shop here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on Friday. Thank you for being here with us. If you missed any part of the show, please go check out the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Let's make sure we get into that top 10 of all news podcasts. Always fun to be in that company. And uh, we also have news stories, transcripts of the show, and you can sign up for EIB 24-7 at clayandbuck.com. So uh, I'm going off to a pretty quiet weekend. Clay's going to be down at the Alabama LSU game because, you know, roll tide. Um, <laughs> that's, you know, I just like to say it now now that I've learned these things. And I promise you we would get to some of your phone calls. One quick thing, though. Portland mayor asked to reverse police funding cuts. That's the headline up on Fox News uh, Channel right now. Go figure. We're still, <laughs> yeah, what a shock, right? Oh, you mean cutting police budgets, especially while crime is r- rising, is a bad idea? They're also awaiting on Capitol Hill right now a spending vote, so that may be happening here pretty imminently. So we'll have plenty of time to break that down for you on Monday. The Biden Build Back Better agenda, infrastructure, all of it. But I got to say, the Portland mayor, who some say, he Ted Wheeler, he may be... He may be as bad as de Blasio. Portland's a smaller city, but Ted Wheeler is pretty horrible. And, Clay, I'll never forget when he showed up at some Antifa-populated uh, protest riot thing, and all these Antifa people were just screaming abuses and curses at him. And it's like, this is the guy that was holding the police back from doing their jobs against them. Yes. And the psycho leftists still had, you know, no gratitude for him. They treated him like a little quizzling that he is. So it's pretty, pretty funny stuff. It turns out, yeah... Yeah, defunding police is idiotic. Oh, we got a John Doe calling in in Texas. Okay. He's an electrical worker. John, you got some stuff to tell us. What's going on? Yes, sir. This is a call for all electrical workers, union, non-union across the country to uh, walk the 23rd due to the mandate. They're, they're telling us we lose our job to, by the force or get the, uh, or get the vaccine and, uh, no one's for that. As Americans, if they all come together, call in, let the lights go out if they need be. All right, John, thanks for calling in from Texas. Clay, I will say this. I mean, here. that's the threat, right? On my on my flight last night, I spoke to some of the uh, airline staff because we have one of those things. Where, you know when you get there 40 minutes early or 30 minutes early, and then there's no one to like actually let you off the plane? I was finding yes. that very frustrating. I, I had to sit through one of those. So it was a pretty empty flight, so I had a, kind of a relaxed and, and re- reasonably chatty crew. So I just said... How's it going for you guys on this particular airline? Won't say which one. Said, oh, well, we've had a, a lot of people, you know, not showing up because of the mandates. I mean, it's they're very everyone knows. And of course, this airline had already put out statements. Oh, it's weather. Or, oh, it's whatever. No, no. It is people that are upset about the mandates who are calling in sick who are doing sick outs who are not showing up. And I'll tell you this. One of the uh, one of the uh, people working for that airline said to me. If you're planning planning on flying around Thanksgiving, you might want to consider driving. That's, yeah, that's what she told me. You know, I've made that my decision myself, Buck, because I'm going to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend, and then I'm going to be in Knoxville, and then I'm going down to Oxford, and then I'm going to Auburn, and then I'm going to Atlanta. Those are all drivable places from Nashville. I could fly to some of them, but I'm convinced that my family's going to be on the road for Thanksgiving down in Florida. I'm convinced it's going to get so bad that you're a lot. A lot of our listeners out there that are traveling, that are flying, you don't know what airline's going to end up not able to fulfill its schedule. But I think there's going to be a lot of people getting stranded. 
Worried about how it's going to be this holiday season. And Clay and I, I'm starting to feel a little bit more of an ominous tingling in the back of the neck, so to speak, about cases really surging in the Northeast and, you know, across the uh, sort of more northern region of the U.S., you know, up in New England and northern California. And I, I'm, I'm worried about how this winter is going to go. Noel in Virginia Beach. Virginia, what's up, Noel? Hey, it's on, guys. Hey, about a year ago, they passed uh, a law, that's not a law, but at the school board uh, called Educational Equity Plan. Talks all about cultural competence and, you know, the man bias training for the teachers and the students and stuff, and even the superintendent referenced the importance of implementing anti-racist work. They're trying to sneak in CRT under a a different... Oh, that's a good point. Thank you, Noel. You know, Clay, they do do this now where it's really anti-racism training. And it's kind of like climate change, right? Climate change was global warming. We all remember that. And then they changed it because then the question becomes, what, do you not believe in climate change? Well, of course you believe in climate change. Same thing with Black Lives Matter, by the way. I I oppose the mission of BLM as a Marxist organization that's trying to undermine law enforcement in the country. But, of course, Black Lives Matter, right? They do do the same thing. Anti-racism training. Oh, you oppose anti-racism training right what kind of evil person are you these are the games they play because their arguments are awful once you know what they're arguing for that's right and that's why it's so disappointing how much big corporations have gone full woke uh vivek ramaswamy who i think you did an event with in milwaukee yeah. yeah his book woke inc is a great read on that the sort of corporate mantle that has been adopted associated with this absurdity is frankly indefensible and by the way, Black Lives Matter, according to most recent polls, has now become a negative proposition. In other words, the organization itself, certainly every, everyone is in favor of people living as long as they possibly can. The Black Lives Mattering, along with every other race lives mattering. But the idea that they espouse on much of their platform is antithetical to what most of America believes and certainly There's not an organization you can argue that's been more responsible for the overall increase of the murder rate than BLM because they've been behind the movement to defund the police, which has totally failed. It's the dumbest political argument of the 21st century. I I think it's important that everybody, the only way there's accountability for the people who are constantly lying and injecting lies into the national political narrative is remember what they said. Remember who was putting... BLM activists and going on these rants on TV. You know, I'm talking about like Chris Cuomo, although the Cuomo's got other problems these days. I'm talking about, you know, CNN anchors that you you think, oh, well, they're not that radical or anything else. They were all pushing this crap yes. in June, July, August of, of 2020. They were all going along with it. And now with Russia collusion. I mean, Clay, have you ever said how many During people, the break. How yeah. many people got Pulitzer Prizes for Russia collusion, fake tapper right now, one of the smarmiest and most dishonest and nastiest people in journalism is on TV. He ran over at CNN with the Russia collusion crap. Day oh, everybody in and day did. Out. Rachel Maddow made hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. It's all been a lie. We all now know it's all a lie. Are they going to pull back those Pulitzers like they pulled back Andrew Cuomo's Emmy? Remember when they gave him That's an Emmy right. for excellence in communication? They should. Frauds, folks. They're frauds. They lie to you about who they are, what they say, and what they're trying to accomplish. Unlike here on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, where we bring you the facts. We keep it real, folks. We tell you who you are, what we're doing. We're honored that so many of you all across the country join us for a day in and day out. You all have a great weekend. That is your mission. Clay and I will be back with you once more into the breach on Monday.
See you guys in Tuscaloosa. Voices for sanity in an insane world. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.